Welcome to episode three of the Cleveland Sessions, where Cleveland.com, OWL Internet Radio, and the Music Box Supper Club introduce you to new music coming from the heart and the fringes of rock and roll. Tonight's guest is Falling Stars, a band led by two Cleveland veteran musicians forming a new path and sound for their musical ambitions.
could see the day faded like the photograph. Take a line to understand the words she never said. Silence filled the air. Soldier on horseback blocked the square. Letters she held in her hand day before. Left on the bed That she never said This is wrong One step down the
Thank you for listening. I'm Troy L. Smith. Welcome to the Cleveland Sessions, brought to you by Cleveland.com, OWL Internet Radio, and the Music Box Supper Club. Cleveland Sessions is committed to bringing you the bands you need to know, and today that is Falling Stars. Guys, how's it going? Pretty sweet, Jerry. Uh, yeah, very happy to be here. So let's start. You know, you guys, relatively new to a lot of people still, um, but you each individual members are. I want to start with Tim and Chris. Um, you guys have been in the scene for a long time with various bands, whether it's Cobra Verde, Sons of Elvis, uh, Roosevelt. I'm curious, what was your relationship like over those years? You were in the scene, but you never wound up in the same band together. Um, well, me and Tim and, uh, were both doing a lot of traveling, so but we'd cross paths you know, around the holidays, you know, various points, and uh, you know, we we finally sat down and had a beer at the Happy Dog and said, "Well, let's put this on the stage," you know. Yeah, and I was a fan of Chris's bands from What's afar. You? I'd go to see all the shows and stuff fan. like that, but huge fan. We were both just busy with our own groups at the time, but for, this is funny because this is overdue. We've been talking about it for a little while, and it's nice to finally have it materialize. And you guys finally came together at the tribute show for Sean Kilbane, a happy dog. What was it about that show that made this a, a regular thing? Because it could have just been a one-off and, you know, never well, hear from it was, you two. It was, uh, you know, Sean was a dear friend of ours, and um, I brought together a bunch of musicians to play that night. And my band, the boys from County Hell, were playing, and Tim walked in, literally walked in the side door. I was like, come on up, we're doing Bastards of the Young Brother Replacements. And we got done and sat down at the bar and realized, like, this is the first time we've been on a stage together. Since high school, when I was in the Ignatius Battle of the Bands, and Tim was my sound man. And he had, uh, so he came with his, his sound equipment, and then he took a look at my little amp, and he said, that's not going to do. So he brought, went to his car and brought out a Marshall stack. And I played, <laughs> I played through that, and that was my first introduction to Tim. But we sat down in, um, at the Happy Dog and thought, let's, let's get together next Tuesday and see if we can write some songs. And that's a really weird thing to sit together with somebody you've never worked with and try to write some tunes. And we wrote a really horrible song that we had a lot of good, you know, we had a good time doing it. And so we thought, let's do this every Tuesday till we have a record made. And you did. What was the song that we probably will never hear, I'm assuming? It was called the E-Riff song. That's how it went. And then the second one we wrote was, um, was it was called Drug Miss? Or, but no, She's a Drag was the one that we kept thinking was going to be the hit. And then we finally realized it was really, really horrible. Now, you guys, you, know, you, write, you write a bunch of songs, get an album together. Where'd you find these two? Because you had a rule, I think I read, that you didn't want to be in the new band with people you'd been in bands with before. Right. Yeah, Tim was the... Uh, was the architect of that yeah it's funny in cleveland a lot of bands are so incestuous there's you know one band has three members from this group another band it's three guys with a new bass player or a new singer so we didn't want to go down that path where i'm just going to get the bass player from my previous band and the drummer from another band we wanted to keep it fresh and like chris i knew jerry from high school he was actually the best friend of my younger brother so i've known him for over 30 years and Dave, I've known for how long? Um, since before you were in Copa Verde. Maybe since Mint? Like 15, 16 years? Yeah, that sounds about right. So I've known, I've known these guys and knew they were very talented. And I've seen Jerry when he comes to town. He's the drummer in Dick Dale's band. So I would see him play live you know, three or four times a year. And I just knew at some point we have to play with these guys. So we're very excited to have you know the first record chris and i put together like kind of like a jigsaw puzzle but we're excited as we move forward to have kind of a more organic 
you know, bandy kind of vibe as we move into new material. Have you guys already started writing as the four yet? Yes, we have. We have a, uh, a new track we'll be playing uh, live in a second. It's called, called Indigo that um, Dave was, uh, as, as, well, Dave's a bass player, but also um, multi-instrumentalist. May, may I say that? Is that correct? Yeah, he's, he's pretty hot. Um, so he's been, uh, we've been working on a new track and we've uh, been working as, as a team on the new material and, and as well as a few kind of choice covers. So it's kind of a way to develop, you know, what the next step is. How do you work out the scheduling? Because, you know, you two are still in some of the bands that, you know, most people know you for before this. And let's get into you guys. Uh, you guys have your own thing going on. Uh, Dick Dale, you know, composer we were talking earlier. Um, how do you figure out when you can get this together? Never mind the fact that Jerry lives in L.A. Well, it is fun playing with Dick Dale. He's a guitar legend and all that. But uh, when you get a call from Tim Parnon, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not, there's, that's a yes. It's just, I, I don't look at a calendar. I don't do any of that stuff. I go online and I say, oh, Kayak, Cleveland, Spirit Airlines. Nah, that sucks. Okay, Delta. <laughs> and that's, the, I come to town and play. Whenever it is, or whatever it is, wherever we're playing. If there's a show, um, I mean, you just I show up and play with, with, with these guys. <laughs> and Dave, you've got a lot of stuff going on. We were talking earlier, composing a, a Netflix series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, my schedule is probably the most open. Um, uh, surprisingly, Jerry is the one in L.A., and he's probably the easiest one to pin down. Um, but I'm not in any other bands at the moment, so... Uh, Falling Stars is my gig, so I'm up for whatever. You guys just let me know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know that's an indication that Jerry um, is really cool and flexible or he has really nothing going on in L.A. that he can jump on a flight anytime and play a show. I don't really... Please respond. Please respond. What happens if Dick Dale sees this? And you're kind of low-key in the Dick Dale thing, but he's, he's Dick Dale. Dick Dale needs to have an internet connection. He's, I mean, he's so old school that, you know, I don't think he has an internet connection. But that's why he's uh, Dick Dale, the real thing. You know, he, he doesn't need the, he doesn't care about the internet. <laughs> yeah, I called Jerry before the batch of last shows, and he was in Trinidad and Tobago. And then I called him for the batch of this shows, and he was in San Lucia. So, world traveler, and it's easy for for him to pop into Cleveland With from time Dick to Dale time. or just in St. Lucia? Just... I was just on vacation. Can you expound? Can you expand on that vacation? <laughs> any, any highlights? I mean, yeah, well, they're going to be more interesting than our I will album. Say, I guarantee well, you. Well, yes, I will say they do have this thing in St. Lucia. It's a sulfur mud bath, and you know, I, you look at me, you say, "How do you get the glowing skin, Jerry? How do you keep yourself looking so young?" Um, you got to go to St. Lucia once a month. You get a sulfur mud bath. You put it on. Don't be shy with it. You know, there, there are some other people there, some locals, some tourists. Slather yourself in it and get in the hot, warm water. It's a, it actually comes up from an underground volcano, and um, it's a hot water, and then you rinse it off, and then you look like this. I like that. First music video just laid out. Right really, right? <laughs> Uh, talk to me about the mindset of writing songs, because, again, when you, you formed this band, you didn't want it to sound like other projects that you had been in before. Right. The, um, and that was uh, a, a big, big rule. And uh, the, one of the nice things with Tim, he'd seen some of the other approaches that I had vocally and was always trying to push me to be that inner rock kid, arrogant, whatever you want to fill in the blank. And um, 
And then we just worked on parts. We would just sit there and work on songs. Some of them kind of fell out of the sky. Other ones like The Wrong Way Out probably took us two years to finish. So it was just uh, song by song. It was, it was uh, a new challenge, you know. Go. That is correct. Well said. Do you have a favorite song to play? I mean, I, I just saw you guys play, you know, The Wrong Way Out. That was fantastic. Is that, you know, one of the highlights for you live? Yeah, I mean, that one has a lot of energy. So that one's a no-brainer, kind of catchy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I would say so. Fellas? I like the one that has the ones that have the most lyrics in them. You know I mean, a lot of me time, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, Morning Divide, it doesn't have the whole band in it, a whole lot of it. You know what I mean? They don't come into, like, the middle. So it's a big spotlight. What do you think, what do you think about that, Dave? What, what about you? I like the new one. Yeah. Indigo. Dave's a fan of the Indigo. <laughs> Jerry? Uh, I like Down and Out in Ohio because, um, well, being from Ohio, I can understand that, you know, and I've been down and out here. Um, and so it's fun to play. There's a certain energy and an angst to it, and I don't know, it just feels very natural to get, like, I don't, I'm not even thinking. It's just fun. I'm just playing the drums like it's 14, and I'm down and out in Ohio. So what's next for you guys? Layout 2018 for me. Are you looking to record a new album, get something out this year? A lot of touring, I'm assuming? Um, yeah, we're uh, looking to play kind of anywhere, anytime. We're doing the um, Bright Winter Fest in um, February, and we're um, working on writing new material. And um, we will definitely uh, be in this studio by the end of the year. But we're looking to get New York and our different spots we've been hitting regularly. So we'll be uh, keeping busy. And sulfur baths, right? Yes, I mean... Monthly, I guess that's what that's what I'm told. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Uh, you can check out this interview along with the performance. Great performance the guys delivered at uh, Cleveland Sessions at cleveland.com backslash Cleveland Sessions. You can also check it out on our YouTube channels and all over social media. Thanks for having us.